Uh, not only in the lives of people that have been abused, but also across the world. I recommend a few books for you if you're interested in this. This one by Elaine Storkey um, uh, goes into it and tries to sort of scope it out across the world. 25 million selective abortions, one in three women suffer violence or sexual abuse in their lifetime across the world. In terms of FGM, female genital mutilation, over 100 million worldwide have suffered that, and they estimate 140,000 in this country. Um, in this decade, there'll be 18.5 million child brides under the age of 15. Uh, in Pakistan, each year, there are over 1,000 honor killings every year. Um, in 2014, they found 47,000 victims uh, who'd been trafficked for sex, sex trafficked, uh, and they came from 124 different countries. And that's, that's not even, that's just some of the stuff that's in here. So this, this concept of abuse across the world is massive. And when you read this book, you think every Christian or every human should read it because uh, just to understand what's going on. If you're not really into books, you think, ah, oh, I've heard Elaine's a really good speaker. Uh, wouldn't it be great if she came to Peterborough? Well, I've got some good news for you because the Hope Interaction Conference on the 16th of March, she is speaking. And the other good news is there's still some tickets available. So you can come and listen to her. That's great. Another really good book on abuse that I found very helpful and is really easy to read. Uh, it's kind of in comic book style. It's uh, done from the research of someone working with sex workers in Hull and talks about how they felt and what they went through. Um, and it's really great. There's some free copies over there. And if you're thinking, well, I'm not really a reader, wouldn't it be great if these people were coming to Peterborough and I could listen to them? I've got some good news. They are coming to Peterborough, and it's the Open to Action Conference, and guess what? There are some tickets available. So that's great. And one other book, all the books I've read, uh, Long Walk to Freedom, uh, Harper Lee, all this sort of stuff, in the top five books I've ever read, I would rank this book. Uh, this is an incredible story. It's brilliantly written of a lady who suffered untold tragedy, uh, had a miraculous healing, and then came out, out of that into triumph. Uh, it really is great. It's on sale here for 6.50, but you can pay 10 pounds. And uh, <laughs> if you're thinking, wouldn't it be great to listen to this person? Uh, wouldn't it be great if they came to Peterborough? And then you're thinking, oh, here we go. Ed's about to plug his blooming conference again. Doesn't he realize some of us have proper jobs? Uh, I've got some good news for you. Linda is here for us now, so give us a, a round of applause. That's great. And come and sit down. So welcome, Linda. It's great to have you here in Bretton Baptist. We're going to have a little chat as if we're in the front of our room. No one knows we're here. And um, just to introduce Linda, she's got loads of really cool hats. She's, uh, she's a trustee of Hope Into Action, so she's my boss. So do pray for her on that front. She uh, has been married uh, 26 years uh, because she got married age three. And uh, she runs a group for, uh, who suffer from domestic violence um, and lots of other things, actually. She speaks around the country. So uh, welcome. To, it's great to have you here with all yes. these different hats. Great to be here. Thank Good. You. Thank you. So, Linda, thank you for coming to speak. And we appreciate you just talking on a sensitive subject. Um, can you outline some of the abuse that you have experienced? Yeah, I can. Um, what I'm doing, guys, I hope you don't mind. And please forgive me. I've actually written it down because it is such a... A widespread um, topic and so I just wanted to kind of put some pointers out on here rather than go into a waffle so um, yeah so my answer to that would be I've gone through emotional abuse and mental abuse drug abuse alcohol abuse physical abuse financial abuse sexual abuse and self-harm um, this was really wrong through the wrong choices that I've made in my life in regards with relationships and um you know, developing relationships and that and getting with previous partners, yeah. 
And what was the lowest moment of your abuse? I think the lowest moment, well, the first one would be um, having to leave my children when I had to run away. Um, and the other one was when I finally actually woke up and smelt the coffee, so to speak, and recognised that no matter how much I loved my husband, um, who was my husband at the time, and no matter how much I tried uh, to make him happy, he was never going to change. Um, I was hoping it would all change, um, but he would continue to abuse and beat me. The last time he beat me, he almost actually killed me. Um, so I had to leave um, and was found homeless and sleeping on the streets. And how did that make you feel? Um, well, I was very confused. I was discouraged. I was made to feel that everything was all my fault all the time. Um, I felt that I was not good enough. I felt that no matter what I did, that wasn't even good enough. I felt lost, unable to trust anybody. And after leaving him, I eventually ended up in a further relationship, which was much worse as I didn't see it coming. He was Mr. Charming, promising me the world and eventually forcing me onto the streets to uh, work as a prostitute. Uh, talk about jumping from the frying pan into the fire. Well, I felt like no one would ever believe me or understand me if I did not share, if I did share what happened to me. My confidence had, had gone. My trust was broken. I was broken. I hated what I'd become and got into the habit of escaping reality by drinking a bottle of vodka or shooting up heroin to, into my veins or even smoking crack cocaine just to numb the pain. I was falling deeper and deeper into a dark hole and a prison that I just didn't feel that I could get out of. And it was an amazing story. If you get the book, amazing story of how she got converted and released from addiction. Uh, but just tell us a little bit about your healing and how your faith and how Jesus has been part of that. Oh, wow. Um, well, to start off with, I didn't think I'd have any hope whatsoever. Um, I, I came to the point in my life I just um, got beaten up. I was in hospital. Um, I was uh, attempting to take my life that very night. I had half a bottle of vodka stashed away and a load of pills that I was going to take um, that day. But there were some women that came to me and talked to me about Jesus. Um, I thought they were absolutely crazy when I first heard them. I thought, oh gosh, what have I let myself in for? Um, but, you know, there was something about them that really spoke to me and it was almost like it was Jesus there himself. I can't explain it. Um, and, uh, you know, and it wasn't what they said, but it was the passion that they actually had behind them and the, um, th their faith was just enormous and uh, and they said you you can get out of this and and they were really encouraging me and every question that I had they were answering and um so you know and so it was kind of really strange but I and I just felt what have I got to lose I, there's nothing for me to lose I've nearly lost my life anyway so I'm going to give Jesus a try and so I did and uh, but I went to the chapel that evening and I can remember um, you know, just saying to God, please, if you are real, I really need you. I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know, you know, I, I felt so hopeless and everything. So, um, and I opened a Bible uh, that was sitting there. I didn't know where to go. It was a big Bible. I'd never been in it before. And this is what he said. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, and then you will call upon my name and go and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and you will find me when you search me with your whole heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. You know, those are the words, that the very words that I read that day, and it just literally spoke into my hopelessness that I was living in at the time. It was, it was a living word that brought me a sense of hope that I had never experienced before. I no longer needed to live in a life of hell, but was invited by God to live a life of hope, expectation, and change. I think the second one would be when I was in prison. Um, I received a 21-month prison sentence shortly after I became a Christian and gave my life to the Lord. It was for importing cannabis into the country from Amsterdam. Do you know, I was really scared when I went into prison and I'd, I'd never been in prison before. Um, and I was I remember absolutely crying my eyes out and saying to God, while I was on remand um, you know, and was going to the courts, um, please, God, please don't let me go to prison. I'll, I'll be the best person you could possibly think of, you know. Um, I, just don't let me go. And I was so gutted when I'd gone to prison and found realised that I got a 21-month sentence. So out of that 21-month sentence, um, I served 11 months. And during my time in prison, I spent most of it reading and studying the Bible. I mean, I had nothing but time on my hands, um, so I used it wisely. Um, doing Bible study courses and reading testimonies, which also gave me so much hope and an understanding of the mercy of God, even when we don't deserve it. God's plan for me was to spend my time to get to know him and my fa- as my father and as my saviour, as my friend, to learn to trust him and to actually have faith in him, something that I've not been able to have for a really long time. Recognising that I'm only human, as humans we all make poor choices and we all make mistakes, but God still loves us, is still ready to forgive us no matter how many times we screw up. Another would be um, another uh, part of my journey was uh, celebrate recovery. I've been supporting and leading that for now for several years from the very beginning it started. It's a course that helped me and so many others step out of denial, recognizing that I can't change my past and that my past doesn't have to affect me. It doesn't have to affect my future. It helped me to bring out into the light what was hidden in the dark, past events that happened in my life that I'd never spoken about or shared before that had affected me and sometimes I wasn't even aware of or chose to forget about. As humans, we tend to bury the pain and it keeps us, keep it in a, as a secret. We suppress it, the pain, over and over and over again and learn to lock it away and to forget about it. But God has another plan. He has a plan for us. He knows that suppressing the pain keeps us captive to past events and only brings up weeds of fear, anxiety, depression, anger, bitterness, and so on. Through Celebrate, God helped me and so many others to overcome fear and anxiety, to learn to forgive and to let go, and to learn to move into and embrace the future that I have with God and to leave the pains of the past behind, for it has no hold over me anymore. It has no power over me anymore. 
I have a future with God. It's been a long journey. And as Joyce Meyer would say, I am not where I used to be. Thank God. <laughs> I'm not where I want to be, but I'm really enjoying the journey um, with God as I walk each day with him. Fear can keep us bound. We worry about what people might think or react if I was to share. We become paralyzed with fear. But when we become, we overcome the fear and share something that we have hidden for so long, we bring it out into the light. When we bring it out into the light, we are then effectively giving God permission to heal us as we bring it to the light. Oh, sorry, guys. God wants to heal us from our past wounds and move, on, move us on into the plans and the promises that he actually has for us. I certainly heard, I recently heard some, someone break down fear as an acrostic, which is false evidence appearing real. And that is so true. I guess the final part was um, the book that, was, uh, that Ed was just ranting on about, which is uh, Cheating Death, Living Life, that was written by Ralph Turner on my behalf. And I wanted to share my story for I know that if God can heal me from the traumas of the past, he can do it for anybody if they would just trust him. 30 years ago, 32 years ago, I ran away from my past and ended up in Peterborough. I didn't want a soul to know about my past and the person that I had become. I wanted it kept hidden as I was ashamed and felt dirty and didn't really want to remember that the woman that I had become. How wrong I was. Over the years, God, God's plan began to unfold in my life. Remember, he said, for I have a plan for you. All those years ago when he first spoke to me. You see, once I had stepped into my healing, God wanted me to share my story. He wanted me to share how he turned my tragedy into a testimony of his grace, his mercy and his love and his faithfulness. He never lets us down. I can so, so trust him. He has become my best friend. My story is no longer a secret. It is, a long, it is no longer a story of hopelessness, but it is a story of hope and a changed life. The purpose of the book was about was to bring other bring hope to others who are and or are even now being affected by um, uh, domestic abuse. It has also opened doors for me as I now run a cherished group for women. We have had uh, who have gone through all forms of abuse. We have been going through going over it now for two years, just over, and I've had about forty women come through the doors. And out of that, we've had 10 to 15 women come every single week. And we pray and we talk about different things, about disappointments and about overcoming fear and all those kind of things. And, you know, it's just such an amazing journey to watch others grow in confidence and gain their confidence back when they've been abused. And it's just such a delight to see women just come through everything. So, yeah, so praise God. Well, thank you, Linda, for sharing so well, and uh, thank you for coming here. Let's give her a round of applause. Shall we?